Hey everyone, it is meteorologist Joe Martucci with the Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City and Stockton here. We are brought to you the first and third Wednesdays of every month here. And now we are um, officially, officially, double officially an award-winning podcast. We just had our New Jersey Press Association Awards on our uh, last Thursday here, which was April, I think it was April, I'm looking at the calendar here, April 28th, and uh, collected our awards. So without further ado, I have to introduce the person who at least makes half of this possible, New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. How's That's it going? Wonderful. Congratulations. I'm glad to be a part of the, uh, the project, but you folks, you and your crew are leading it. Well, it's it's a it's a team effort here, but I think maybe more important than the award is that it is our birthday month. I guess that's true. <laughs> if you're still counting, I, <laughs> you know, uh, I I think last year was my last year of like really really counting. You know, once I hit thirty, now you know I'm just enjoying my my thirties as I go forward, but. For those of you who don't uh, always listen, we have the same birthday. We're both May 13th people. How do you feel about the Friday the 13th birthday? Did that always get to you uh, growing up? I was born on Friday the 13th. Oh. How, how could it? I walk <laughs> under I walk under ladders. Right. But but look how successful and great you've become. Obviously, bad luck is is no nothing for Dave Robinson. Absolutely not. I, I really don't have I, the beauty of being born on Friday the 13th is. You really can't have many superstitions. <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're right. Our last Friday the 13th birthday, I think, was I think it was six years ago. So it was 2016, which I can't remember what the weather was that day. Maybe you can. I, no, I can't. Okay. I can't. Well, I last year's birthday was really nice, though. Last year's it, birthday. It was a beautiful yeah. day. I remember jumping out of my study, jumping on my bike and riding up the uh uh, Delaware Raritan towpath um, that afternoon playing hooky for an hour or so, wow. which is, you know, so out of uh, out of the norm for me. But yes. uh, rebel uh, child over here. I'm hoping that I'm hoping for some nice weather Friday afternoon to do the same. Yes. Well, it looks like uh, based on my prognosis, we're going to be getting out of the cooler spell we've been in and transitioning into some warmer air by then. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but let's dive in here because one thing before we get to the temperatures, before we get to the rain, the one thing I've been getting asked um, almost at nauseum over the past couple of months is why has it been so windy here? And we were with um, a friend of ours, friend of the podcast, Fred Akers on a Friday. He's with the Greater Eight Harbor um, Watershed. And uh, I was actually at his house for a podcast. We did a tomato podcast at his house. Anyway, he was asking me about the winds. So I said, if Fred Akers is asking me about the winds, I think we have to bring it up on the podcast. So this is what I got here. During the month of April, we had seven days with wind gusts over 40 miles an hour at Atlantic Senior National Airport. Three days were above 50% above the climatological average for winds that I took from Iowa, the Iowa Environmental Mesonet. Um, that's what I got. What do you got on this? Yeah. I mean, the Marina, what was it? 65 mile an hour gust. I think it had one, yeah. one day 18th. on the 18th. And that was the strongest wind gust in the state this month. Beat out high point monument, which often <laughs> rains. Supreme. 
and and it does for the number of days. Uh, well, first of all, yes, there there was a, quite a bit of wind. Uh, it was on the with some wet weather at times. The last couple of days of the month, it was with some very dry and cold weather. Um, and we really were very fortunate not to get into any real fire problems with that dry, windy weather. Uh, the coolness helped. And the fact we had had some rain just the week prior uh, was useful. But anyway, getting back to the wind, um, I get asked this. We had Rutgers Day on Saturday. We had a booth up over on Cook Campus. I was asked that a couple of times. Um, and it's not the first time of late nor over the last couple of years, actually. Um, secondly, you look at spring. It is traditionally, climatologically, the windiest period of the year. We've got that clash of seasons. <laughs> April is battling it out between summer and winter and oh, yeah. back to summer and then back to winter again. And with that, you've got some strong uh, weather systems that went across the country, gave two blizzards to the northern plains and severe storms to the south. So there's a lot of clashing of air masses in the spring, and that leads to some pretty strong winds. So if people have noticed it was windy this spring, it generally is windy in the spring. But in terms of the long term, are we getting windier here? We have to put a student like you delved in ah. two point a hundred years ago as an undergrad. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm only turning thirty one. You know, yeah, not well, that, you know, at my age, the years just get all kind of uh, okay. together. Um, but we need to look at. It. But the problem is, uh, we climatologists have to be patient and have long term records to look for trends um, and even extremes. And we don't have good long-term wind data for anywhere in the country, for that matter, but certainly New Jersey as well. We have to turn to Atlantic City Airport, Newark Airport, Trenton Airport, oh, go across the Delaware to Philly Airport. And even those stations changed locations and the wind instruments back in the late 90s. Now, we have our weather network, but that at best goes back 20 years, although now it does go back 20 years. So we're going to have to look at all of those to see um, if we're getting more gusts um, at higher rates, if we're getting higher average wind speeds, if we're seeing some change seasonality to it. Um, but I, I can tell you right up front, we're not going to come to any firm, firm, definitive, um, first of all, numbers on what might be happening. And then once you have those numbers, you have to come up with an explanation uh, as to yeah. why. And, and that's going to be tricky as well. But I think it's time we need to, we, we take a shot at this. Yeah, I agree. I, I want, I want to look into this. I also feel like, you know, is this maybe a little bit of recency bias with all of us? I mean, we always are thinking about what happened recently. If you get a storm that blows through or a couple of storms in the span, you're like, wow, it's been windy. So I don't know. We'll see, but let's, uh, let's go over to temperatures here. You kind of made mention of this. This was kind of like uh, a tale of two halves with our month of April. The first half of April at or above average. We had a couple of spots at top 80 on April 13th and 14th. And then the second half felt like we were trying to get back to March here. We were below We were below average. 10 of the 15 days was below average at Atlantic Senior National. 
We had our last freeze on April 18th at Atlantic Sea International. But Milva, I want to pull up these stats. I had a couple of interesting things there. April 30th was the last freeze, so right at the end of the month. We also had record lows in Millville two days in a row on the 29th and the 30th. And we got down to the 20s both of those days here. That's cold in late April, but it just felt like the last half of April should have been in the first half of April. And the first half of April should have been in the second half of April. I, you can almost flip it and said that March should have been April and April, March. He could have done that too. I think we had nine days in April where somewhere in New Jersey, the high temperature got to 70 degrees or higher. In March, we had seven days. So <laughs> wasn't that only two more uh, in April? Uh, yeah, it, the month, but believe it or not, uh, the month statewide only came in, well, the final number isn't in yet, with about a half degree um, below normal. Uh, Atlantic City Airport came in just three-tenths of a degree below normal. So as you said, it was just that variability, the warm early month, the cold later part of the month. But it really was quite interesting. From the 27th of April through the 1st of May, somewhere in New Jersey in our weather network, got below freezing. That's yeah. five consecutive days where somewhere in the state got below freezing at the end of April and the first day of May. And it got as cold as 22 degrees uh, back on, I guess it was the 28th, uh, up in Walpack, our perennial cold spot valley up in Northwest Jersey. But even Woodbine and Dennis and Vineland, and you said Mill, mentioned Millville, um, got below freezing during those last couple days of April. So kind of unusual. Um, now, remember, it came on the heels of that real warm start to March, which brought everything forward uh, phenologically in terms yeah. of vegetation two weeks ahead. And then we got a pretty strong cold spell right at the end of March that put a hit on, on some of the uh, blueberry crop and, and such. Right. Um, so, it, it, you know, my theme for my report for April is, you know, it consistently inconsistent. <laughs> I mean, Sounds we good. just couldn't. And this goes back, Joe, it goes back to February. It's just been I think in March I called it uh, a, a seesaw or merry-go-round. I mean, it's just nothing is locked in. It's been real progressive. We call it progressive. Right. Yeah. Um, where we're just not locking anything in for more than about a week's time at best. And then it flips to some other extreme in some cases. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, listen, we had wind chills, you know, well low into the twenties on Friday morning here across the area and Memorial day, you know, at least at that time, it's only a month away. So, you know, people are, you know, it's not, a, it's not rare, right? I mean, we've seen this. I mean, I know we set some record lows, but we, we've been this cold, but not very often here. But what I want to ask is, you know, when it comes to freezes, right? Where are we with our freezes in the, you know, I guess you can say the beginning of the growing season, however you want to term it with your last freeze of the year. Well, uh, generally the last freeze is mid-April-ish. Right. Um, and and you know, it's going to vary a lot. The Pinelands, we know, can get very cold um, any time of the year as the cold air drains into the lower sandy areas this, where the heat of the previous day can evacuate pretty darn quickly when it's cold, when it's clear and it's dry and the sandy soils are dry. 
it can get some very impressive cold temperatures in, sure. in Pinelands. Um, so we've seen freezes into late May in scattered areas in, in southern New Jersey. So it's not uber exceptional. But what I found most interesting was the persistence of it for those five consecutive days where someone got below freezing. Now, it started yeah. up in at high point in the top Vernon, a mountain, the ski area in Vernon Township yeah. um, for the first day of that. But then as the winds and the cold air was, that was when it was windy and the cold air was just blowing through the state. Uh, and then we started having a couple of calm nights where the cold air pooled down in the valleys. And that's when it got below freezing in parts of South Jersey. Right. So I, are, are we done with that? <laughs> who, who can say? I think you you know that it doesn't look too warm for the next week or no. so. And then the 6 to 10, 8 to 14 day outlook from the weather services, uh, it looks like it's turning it around a bit. You know what day it's going to turn around? Our birthday. 13. It actually fun. could. That actually could be the tra- it actually there's there's a shot. It could be the transition day. Definitely through Mother's Day weekend, it's going to stay either at or below average. We'll get warm on um, you know, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Thursday should be average, but you know, Memorial or Mother's Day weekend just looking chilly here. So let's uh cut it off here. We'll take a break. And on the other side, we're gonna talk about precipitation, we're gonna talk about ending drought. And we'll round that with some coastal flooding. This is the Something in the Air podcast. Happy May, everyone. Something in the Air podcast here with your April 2022 weather roundup. Join with me as we do at the top of every month, New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. We're celebrating our birthday month here in the May episode of the Something in the Air podcast. How about this for a birthday gift? No more drought in the New Jersey area. It it looks that, that way for the time being. It's another one of those, we dodged it situations okay we've been teased so often um every couple of years uh, but we have not as i've said on this podcast many times not had a drought emergency in new jersey since 2002 um very grateful for that but every once in a while things dry out in the winter sometimes for a couple of months in the summer it just has to be a month um, and you can start depleting your water resources, your groundwater, your soil moisture, your your stream flow uh, in the south in particular. And up north, you have to worry about um, the reservoirs, surface reservoirs. Uh, you can get in trouble pretty quickly in the summer. So you'd like to enter the summer season when more irrigation of crops and, and lawns filling of pools, washing of cars, and all the foliage is sucking up that water and using it for for health and growth. Right. Um, You want to enter it, I always say, with a cushion, at least with some adequate supplies. And and we were really getting nervous in March because we had started with the driest November-December together on record in New Jersey back to end 2021. And, you know, we had the snows of, of January, 
um, but not abundant moisture. And then February and March, so-so. So, you know, we were getting to the point where particularly the southern counties of the state, groundwater was getting worrisome in the low side. Streams were low. Um, precipitation deficits were largest. Uh, and then the rest of the state started joining in and got to the point of being classified as abnormally dry at the time that southern counties went into D1 on right. the drought um, U.S. drought monitor. Um, and that's called moderate drought. You can call it incipient drought, whatever it, you want to. Uh, it was getting worrisome. And then along came pretty plentiful rains the first couple of weeks of April. And that allowed us to lift the abnormally dry conditions from the, the northern two-thirds of the state southwestern jersey yeah. and take the d1 which is centered on cumberland cape may and southern atlantic and drop that back to d0 which is the abnormally dry stage and it does remain there and it's yeah. likely to remain there until we see a week or two at least of above average precipitation right and you know we were saying this last episode you're the one who's not totally, but mainly calling the shots on this, right? At least in these earlier stages of drought or pre-drought. Yeah, I, I consult on a weekly basis um, with a drought group at New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection, some weather service individuals, uh, and then I'll send a recommendation off to the author of this particular week's map. Um, and they have the ultimate decision and they also have to merge together recommendations from Delaware and PA and New York and, and make sure there's some consistency across state boundaries. Um, so it's a, it's, it truly is a, a team effort, um, a map by committee, if you will. But ultimately, there is one national author who works their tail off on Monday and Tuesday and into Wednesday yeah. for the release of this map this week's map on thursday morning uh, right because the data is valid only through i know we update on thursday but the data is only valid through tuesday right so you could have plenty of rain i think we had this where we had plenty of rain on wednesday or even thursday but we were still in dread i think there was like maybe two weeks where it was a little you know you had to explain it i guess to, to explain the point. yeah yeah you do it actually it's noon tuesday you and oh, you can't okay. anticipate the rain that's going to fall from then until Thursday morning, because it may not come about. That was part of the problem this winter. Many, many a system would underperform, I like to call it. But what are we talked about we had plenty of snow. Yeah, We're well, for one, month, for one month, it overperformed down your <laughs> neck of the woods. Um, but up to the north, it underperformed in those cases. Yes. Yeah. So it, it wasn't until late March. Um, that we started seeing a couple storms, if you will, overperform. Uh, and that really helped a lot. But the place they overperformed least was Cape May. Your Cape yeah. May bubble there, Joe. The bubble. Bubble is strong with us. Um, you know, and, and, and with the drought. So we had, um, I believe, six weeks where the same area was roughly in this moderate drought, generally like south of the Whitehorse Pike, um, not including like camden and gloucester counties and then it shrunk on april the 14th we cut that down a little bit more 
And then on the ninth or the 20, let me my calendar. Here we go. 21st, that's when we were officially out of drought. We're still in that abnormally dry stage. So just, just to give you an idea of what we were talking about here. Um, kind of going hand in hand with drought, of course, is the rain that we saw during the month of April here. So um, you can kind of give us the recap. I, I just have a couple of numbers here. Looks like we were about average in our neck of the woods. Cumberland County, according to the Mid-Atlantic River Forecasting Center, says we were 11 to 25 percent above average in Cumberland. Um, really, there were two big rain events the way I saw it, the 6th and the 7th, and then the 18th with that nor'easter. So I'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, yeah. And the 6th and the 7th up in central Jersey put some rivers out of their banks because three, four inches um fell in relatively mm -hmm. short order yeah that you know even the driest parts of the state were close to normal last month that's the best way to put it and parts of northwest jersey had twice more than twice two 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 and a half times normal they were up around eight inches in, in a few spots but in atlantic county uh looking at the coco Ross reports um estelle manor had 5.48 inches to wow. leave the county and galloway had 3.69, which is about average. Right. Um, you put it in perspective. Up in Ocean, Jackson, up yeah. in the northern part, 5.56, um, and Lacey, 3.71. That's um, not all that far away either, Jackson no. and Lacey. No, yeah. no. And then uh, in Cape May, Woodbine, um, one of the uh, observers there had 5.22 inches mm. and Seattle city, which is you know perennially dry. It's right up there against the, the ocean, uh, 2.74. And that was the driest spot in New Jersey. Really? In, in the bubble the of April. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the well. bubble, the traditional sense of the bubble is the peninsula part of Cape May County, which is where Seattle city's just starting to get into. Yeah. Yeah. But over in Woodbine, much better. Yeah. So again, uh, really good news, really good yeah. news for the short term. It helped keep the fire danger yeah. down, uh, in the brush fire season, which uh, spring often is. Yeah. In the longer term, it replenished some of the, the um, soil moisture. It replenished some of the groundwater. Uh, but I dare say we're not, we don't have an overabundance of reserves, if you right. will as we go into the growing season. Um, so, and, and you know, my mantra is you got to treat every drop as precious and you can't say that you know, rainfall is a renewable resource in some respects it is, um, but not in all respects. It takes time to replenish those aquifers and get the streams flowing and, and such. So never, never take it for granted. Yeah, maybe some some good news here. The Climate Prediction Center has above average precipitation likelihood for the summer months. So hopefully we can actually get above average and take some of that. It's yeah, well, uh, that yeah. and a couple of bucks. You can buy a cup of coffee these days. There's <laughs> like virtually no skill to precipitation outlooks for New Jersey, period. But if you wanted to pick a season where it's worse, you'd pick summer. Well, summer's <laughs> always, you know. Crazy because you get one thunderstorm, right? Exactly. It's dumping four inches here, but zero there. Exactly. Our rainfall is so dependent on the showery nature of things or a tropical system coming in. So it's 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 impossible to call. The only thing I'll say though, and I'm I'm not gonna discredit your point, but 
it looks like some of their reasoning for this is that they see a lot of what we would call closed lows or upper level lows hanging around, at least at the part of the summer here. Yeah, yeah. And remember, summer is considered June, July, and August. So right. You can get a real definition in June. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't want to discredit the Climate Prediction Center. They do a wonderful job, uh, but they also be the first to recognize that the Mid-Atlantic is one of the more difficult areas to, to sure. forecast in the long sure. term. Uh, sure. We're just, you've heard me say it before, you know, we're halfway to the pole and the equator. We've got the continent off to our west and we've got the wonderful ocean off to our east. So we're really squeezed in there between them all. And it's difficult to judge which one is going to win out most often. You know, yeah. this week you're 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 online saying that you know the winds are going to be coming off the ocean, yeah, uh, keeping things cooler. Yeah, there was a time last week when it was in the 80s down in Virginia, and we were stuck in the 50s up here. Yeah, uh, how, how can that you was, can't project that yeah. months in advance? That, that, and that was also a hand up, uh, not the best forecast on my part. Thought the warm front was going to just peek in. It didn't at the beginning of the week, and we just stayed cool on our uh, on our Monday there. But um, w- want to talk about one uh, specific event. Want to talk about that nor'easter on the 18th as we wrap up here. It was it was um, uh, brief but powerful, uh, at least for for this time of the year here. Uh, we did see over two inches of rain in spots with this. Um, in Atlantic, um, or I should say along the Jersey Shore, um, we saw our first tidal flooding, our first widespread tidal flooding since January 29th. So that's a long period of time, especially considering we went February and March, our nor'easter season, without really much in the way of that. So it did bring moderate stage coastal flooding. People actually had to be rescued from motels on Route 40 between Atlantic City and the mainland, which it's not like it hasn't happened before, but it doesn't happen all the time. Um, and the winds were howling for a period of time. We got over 60 miles an hour in a number of spots. Um, and we had beach erosion um, in, in a decent amount of spots, too. It looks like Wildwood had a, we'll say, a, a, a decent amount of beach erosion here. So uh, it, it was it was a, you know, it was a pretty solid nor'easter for late April standards. Wanted to see what you thought. Yeah, that was a quick, that was a real quick hitter. Yeah. I, I remember late that evening. Um, noticing on our network a 65 mile an hour wind gust at the marina in yeah. Atlantic City Marina. And I went and checked out the radar, and there were some pretty good cells moving right up the Jersey coast. Um, inland, there was some fair amount of, of rain, and up in the hills in the Poconos and up towards the Catskills, um, Binghamton, New York had 14 inches of snow <laughs> out of that, and there was a little bit of snow in the highlands uh, of Jersey, but um, nothing that accumulated. So it was, yeah, it was a pretty potent, uh, if you will, 